Hey there, welcome to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. Hosted by me, Emma Capotis. Each week, I'll be covering everything from dance music culture, industry news, trending topics, and festival tips, advice, and reviews. You can also expect to hear stories from ravers, artists, business owners, and more. Tune in every Wednesday for your weekly dose of peace, love, unity, and respect. Hey guys, welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I'm your host, Emma Capotis. Welcome to the podcast, fam. We have a big episode in store for you guys. I'm super pumped about today's guests. We have Party Shirt on the podcast, which like insert air horns here, seriously, because this was like an unexpected surprise and I'm so pumped to have them. Um, if you guys are living under a rock and you don't know who Party Shirt is, you're going to learn about them today. Um, they are a house music DJ duo. Um, they are also TikTok like viral sensations. I think they have like 20.8 million followers on TikTok. Um, they have really, really cool series they've got going on over there. But today you are going to learn all about their story. We're going to talk about how they got started um, in music, where they're headed with their sound, what's next for that project. And then, of course, we'll talk a little bit about content as well, how they even got involved with TikTok in the first place um, and sort of like all of the positives and negatives that have come out of that situation. So it's really, really cool. These guys are so down to earth, super humble. Um, so I'm so excited to dive into their story. But before we do all of that, you guys, I appreciate you being here. Thank you for listening today, wherever you're listening from. Um, I wanted to plug a couple quick things because, yeah, we've got Electric Forest coming up in a little bit here. So if you guys missed last, missed last week's episode, uh, it was a full-blown Q&A to help you prepare for the festival. We're going next week. Um, I have a free camping festival checklist if you guys want to download that. Um, I will leave a link down below in the show notes. But with all that being said, I want to ask you guys a question. Have you ever been the victim of theft at a music festival because it seems to be happening more and more. I keep seeing stories about people having their phone phones stolen, wallets. It's happening to a lot of people, but if you have had your valuables stolen at an event, then you know that safety is your number one priority as it always is mine. Um, so why have you not invested in a lunchbox yet, you guys? Okay, lunchbox is the only bag I wear to events anymore or festivals. Um, it's the only thing that will give me peace of mind. Like I literally am not worrying about my stuff at all because I have a lunchbox. Um, so if you haven't heard of lunchbox, they sell a whole line of anti-theft bags. So they're most well known for their hydration pack, but they also have their snack and sling pack, which you guys can think of more as your like hybrid fanny packs, um, all that feature anti-theft features. So Every single part of these bags has been designed by ravers to give you the ultimate festival experience, which I love. Um, so the bag, the hydration pack is made out of ballistic nylon, which is cut proof. All of the, the bags have zipper clips on them um, to keep your pockets hidden on the backside of the bag. So there's no easy access like they really have thought of everything. Um, not to mention the easy water refill system, which is my personal favorite on the hydration pack. Uh I don't know if you guys have been in this scenario, but you like get to the front of the water refill line and you see people with other bags that have like the screw on pack and they're like fumbling around. And they can't like line up 
the like the bladder to like screw on the top that literally used to be me at EDC. Uh, they don't do that. You can fill your hydration pack from the side. It's a super simple pouch that you slide on and off the top handle. You're one and done, very quick and efficient. So you guys can save $11 off your lunchbox, which is a huge deal using code Capotes, my last name, K-A-P-O-T-E-S. Or if you want to try the snack and sling pack, which I love as well, I wear the snack pack to all of my shows in the city, you can use code Emma K to save uh, to save $5 off. So code Capotis, save $11 off the hydration pack or code Emma K to save $5 off of the snack and sling pack. I will link all that down below. Um, it's lunchboxpacks.com. Um, and again, one purchase can save you hundreds of dollars. It's an investment, but how much would it cost to replace your valuables? You know what I mean? So just wanted to shout them out before we dive into today's episode. All right. With that being said, our listener of the week. So this was super special this past week. Um, if you guys are in our Facebook community or in our Discord, then you would know that I was just running a contest. Uh, I wanted to come up with a nickname for our audience because it's just something like unofficial, but I've always wanted to call you guys something, call our family something, and I couldn't think of anything. So we did a quick little contest. We had two rounds of voting. People submitted um, entries and the winning nickname for all of us is Ravecasters. So you guys are all my Ravecasters. Um, that was submitted by at Strange Graves. Um, it was inspired by Spellcasters and I loved that her um, idea behind it was that there's a special magic about this community. So I thought that was really cool. So Strange Graves, I'm hooking you up with merch. I've sent you a DM, so we'll get you all hooked up. But um, thank you so much for your submission. Thank you for being a part of this community. Uh, super excited about that. And I'm pumped to have our rave casters here. So with all that being said, you guys, let's dive into today's interview with Party Shirt. Again, super, super honored to have them on the podcast. We have a great conversation about um, about house music and TikTok and all those things. So please join me in welcoming Party Shirt to the podcast. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. So today I have... Two special guests. I have Nick and Xavier, uh, best known as the DJ duo Party Shirt. Uh, you guys have for sure seen their content on TikTok. Um, they have a series where they test out and debunk myths and life hacks, do food reviews, all kinds of crazy shit, um, all with a great sense of humor and with their music intertwined into everything as well. So today we're going to talk a little bit about their story, um, where you guys got started where you're headed musically and then yeah, sort of how your lives have changed since blowing up and everything. So welcome to the podcast party shirt shirt. How's it going guys? <laughs> Thanks for having Thanks us Emma. We're excited yeah. to be here. Of course. Yeah. And do you guys, do you prefer to be called by nicknames? Cause I know you go, go by X and Ivy. So you let yeah. me know. Yeah. That's yeah. probably easy. It's just because yeah. that's what I, my parents don't even call me Nick. No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering that. Yeah. So Some professional. I can all like, look, I'll be like, They'll, they'll, say, they'll say it like four times. I'm like, oh, wait, that's the same my name. Yeah. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> we'll keep it casual. But yeah, I mean, first off, how how is life right now? Like what's going on in your world this month? Great. I mean, this month, yeah. so we got a show this uh, <clears throat> tomorrow. Yeah. We actually got two shows tomorrow. One, we're playing at a retirement home in Norwalk, California. Uh, we just thought that'd be amazing. fun to do, like, because there's so many typical boiler room type sets. So we're like, well, what about if we do it in a different setting? Mm-hmm. You know, get um, an older crowd moving and grooving that you normally don't see at these, you know, type of sets that go on YouTube and stuff. So we reached out to a bunch of different uh, retirement living centers in Southern California, 
and mm-hmm. then uh, we started playing them on with this. So we got that tomorrow morning, and then yeah. we at night we're playing a show at Venice West because um, we're going to be playing Wonderfront later this year, and mm-hmm. so, sort of you know <clears throat> call it the road to Wonderfront where they're getting artists, you know, that on the festival to host these smaller mm-hmm. and shows. So we're excited, two shows yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Oh, that's awesome. I can't. The retirement home is going to be wild. I'm like, how are you prepping for that a set there? So <laughs> I'm so stoked to see the reaction from yeah. everyone. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. That is so great. Oh, I love that. I like have a soft spot for like older people or like the elderly. So I think that's yeah. going to be awesome. Oh, hell yeah. Well, I'm, I, I definitely want to like go back and then talk about your story, but I'm just curious, like right off the bat, did you ever imagine your life where it is now? Or like, did you ever picture this being your world? Or is it totally like nothing you could have ever dreamed of as a kid? It's, it's a mix like, of both. Yeah, because we're definitely dreamers. Like we like have crazy dreams. And so mm-hmm. and we do like, we wake up and we kind of do like whatever the fuck we want. Like we'll set our mind to mm-hmm. something, really like go after it. So, I mean, it's like, obviously- yeah, I think, it happened overnight. Practically, yeah. like the growth was insane. But yeah. I mean, I think we always knew we were going to do something. That's it, know? and we always knew we we're going to pursue like entertainment in general full time because mm-hmm. there's some people who you know do entertainment just as a hobby thing, and they keep it as that they love it. It's sort of their mm-hmm. whether that's stand up or DJing or whatever. But us, we've always been like, okay, we want to make this our full time thing, and. Mm-hmm that you got to be there's got to be some level of just delusion that you know you got to make it an entertainment no yeah. matter what that be so but mm-hmm. at the same time it is still like you know you pinch yourself sometimes like i can't believe it's all happening but then yeah. lastly on that tangent we still feel like we have such a ways to go yeah. so it's like when you know it's totally yeah yeah it's not like oh we've made it now and now we can it's like we haven't even, this is just a start you know yeah. and oh for sure yeah, you're just scratching the surface now. With all yeah. your with your dreams and visions for things, are you guys pretty in sync on that, or do you do you yeah, find yeah. that like you have different dreams? It's shockingly because they get they're just so out there. Yeah, one of us pulling the other in, like, all right, no, maybe, but no, no, we just we build off a chat like that's the yeah. manicness, just sort of you know, it's the back and feeds mm-hmm. each other and sort of helps. Yeah craft like that vision yeah so we're we're very insane just crazy (laughs) that's good no because even with the with like music I want to chat about that too like even the fact that you both were interesting interested in doing pursuing music as well is fantastic because if one one or the other of you that was like your real goal and dream I'm sure it would feel more like a chore for the other but it sounds like you know how how did you first initially connect with each other I guess let's start there yeah, well, the thing is, we connected yeah. on music. So Party Shirt from day one, it was supposed to be just music. And we, you mm-hmm. know, we, we always love making videos, but that was always going to be a vehicle to promote the music because yeah. mm-hmm. um, we got together in 2016 because I was at USC and my roommate, John Connolly, grew up with Nick and they were childhood best friends. And so, mm-hmm. you know, like every one, I wanted to get into DJ and I'm like, hey, I love this. This looks like a lot of fun. You know, I've always had a love for music don't really know where to start he's like hey you should meet my buddy ivy who you know he's in music production school he's been doing this for years just meet mm-hmm. and see what happens and then so we met the summer of 2016 and immediately we're like hey let's do this together so it's sort of you know that was just a foundation but the, like what we've done musically has changed so much and it's come back to where we started so which is funny mm-hmm. but we've always been in sync of like okay 
is what we got to do, you know, because we yeah. we did tech house and that was more like that dirty bird type of tech house. Yeah. And then as a pandemic hit, we decided to make something more pop, you know, disco pop, more palatable yep. to an online audience because it's hard to sort of just promote tech house without going out there and right. playing it. Yeah, we weren't playing yeah. any yeah you know and then the so we did this disco pop song that did really well on tiktok and then from there we're like hey we should do like <laughs> like be an alt rock band shit, and yeah, start we were, singing oh we shit one, yeah so and <laughs> then, uh, yeah and then after that then the tiktok sort of took off in terms of content and then we've just come back mm-hmm. to now. we're like we just love dance music and yeah. that's really mm-hmm. true passion and we want to get back there and you know, we've we've always had dreams of playing a visa, playing you know massive oh, yes. and all that. So it's yeah. like a, that's what we started this project for, and let's get back to the original vision of it for sure. And were you guys into like was it something where like you went to a show or like you were into like festivals or something like that, or just like musically were you just like a fan of dance music first? Yeah, I mean, like I had like freshman year of high school back in like that was probably 2012 I was super into like indie rock and then like I transferred mm-hmm. high schools and then just became obsessed with like EDM and then mm-hmm. I'm sure was the same way growing yeah, up yeah just know? I've always like had a love for music and always was on sort of YouTube playing music and you know constantly mm-hmm. and a lot of a lot of Australian pop music is actually house music. So that sort of worked out. But it wasn't until I moved here in 2015 and I went to this festival in Arizona and, you know, that had been the first DJ show I'd gone to. And I was like, holy shit, this is mm-hmm. so cool. And then I'd gone to Coachella the next year and saw Zed play. And then I was like, all right, I want to be a DJ. This looks really, really sick. Because yeah. it just, yeah, it just, I'd like back in Australia, I saw Tomorrowland and shit. And I was like, you know, I want to go to Tomorrowland. Like that's on the bucket list, but I'd never been to a DJ show or really been to a club where there was like for the DJ. So mm-hmm. it was, you sort of got to experience. And then once you do, you're like, oh, this is, I mean, I'm this sure cool, any yeah. festival head would say the same. Yeah. Like the first festival and you sort of catch the bug. Oh, I was just thinking that in my head. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's either people do it like passively and they're like, cool. I got that out of my system. Yeah. Or you're like a full-blown addict, which is yeah. what we are. <laughs> it just happens that way. It's been way oh. funny. Like, I'll never forget that like first <laughs> yeah. festival season I had. I went to like everything. I was like, oh my God, mm-hmm. it's been so much funny that like April to summer. I was like, wow. Yeah. yeah. It's it's never, that's literally me now. I'm like 31 and I'm like, what other festivals can I go to? <laughs> Fill my calendar with festivals. I, I, it's so good. up all the time too. Mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on Coachella too I'm totally curious I, I actually haven't done Coachella yet oh it was I mean like it was good I feel like my like the first time I went there was a lot less people you know which made it mm-hmm. nice you had some space to get away um but I mean like it's a great festival I don't know why people talk shit on it like or say like oh mm-hmm. it's like obviously like it has all sorts of music you can make it that way if you want but it's such a cool place to like hey I want to go see like Michael Beebe like here and then right after mm-hmm. I could go see Doja Cat or something I think that's yeah. so cool like it's yeah. just so palatable no the like, lineup's festival. just yeah. incredible like just for the you know diversity in artists and genres yeah. you cannot be coach mm-hmm. opinion yeah. you know there's yeah. better festivals for like tech house there's better festivals right. for rock but if you just mm-hmm. want sort of everything i mean it's either coachella or lollapalooza just yeah. because they have the budget right. to 
all these artists, yep. especially so many legacy artists that I would never go and buy a ticket to go see him, but they're at the festival and I wanted to always exactly, see him play. Yeah. Holy you shit, know, yeah. It's commercialised. There's over 100,000 right, people going yeah. to it each weekend. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you're going to get the influences there, you know, the proximity mm-hmm. to LA and just sort of, you know, how Coachella, because like Ivy was saying, he lives in California. He's been gone for mm-hmm. years. I knew about Coachella before I even moved here because it's just so picturesque, yeah. you know. It's, like, hard to take a bad photo there. So it's easy for influencers to go <laughs> there get this and that. But a lot of yeah. the – I don't think a lot of the hate it gets is fair. And people just like to hate on stuff. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. – you know, mm-hmm. yeah, you can go to Coachella and have a shit time, but like, if you know, you, you you're there to try and enjoy it, you're gonna. It's just a great festival. Yeah. You know, it's really well put it's together. Right. Food, drink. You know, I've got mm-hmm. one thing is the only complaint would be just there's so many stages, so it can be tough. Like you're at this stage and you need to get to this one, but it's like a 15 mm-hmm. minute walk. Like, yeah, you're getting your yeah. steps, and yeah. it's pretty hot. But oh you know, it's yeah, so beautiful. So. No, it looks amazing. I'm. I definitely like was guilty for years of being the person, especially when I first got into EDM and I like liked the more mainstream stuff, like didn't realize like the cultural relevance of it, I would say. And then, in, you know, years, like I would say the last two years looking at like the do lab and um, the Yuma tent and more of like the underground, like house and tech house. I was like, holy shit, I've been sleeping on this for oh, so yeah. long. So now it's like top of the bucket list. They get sure. a lot of good hair. Like, I mean, I've been wanting mm-hmm. to see- BB, Peggy Gill, and the Martinez brothers for the longest yeah. time. And I got oh, to see them all yes. in two days. It was crazy. Yeah, and ridiculous. Then, yeah, and then they've got a lot of tech house also on some of the bigger stages like Sahara. Like, yeah. And Disclosure, I'd always mm-hmm. wanted to see Disclosure, you know, got to... Mm-hmm. It's just, so, you know, it's a lot of those acts that, again, I'd probably never go spend 100 bucks and, like, go plan to go see him at a concert. Right. But, you know, just, yeah, I can check mm-hmm. out the, the set and be great. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like they all bring their A game yeah. for Coachella, yeah. definitely. Exactly. So cool. if, you're gonna, yeah. if you want to see special guest artists, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. Coach, you know, yeah. It's not so. Well, you guys named a lot of people too. I'm curious. Um, who who are you inspired by? Or are there any artists that you look at that you really respect their career or like the moves that they've made and, and you kind of like aspire to be like that? Yeah, I mean, Michael Beebe. I love Michael Beebe because I've known about mm-hmm. him so long like before he blew up and then he like came out with hanging tree and it just went like bananas like Mm -hmm. just really cool to see like how fast he blew up in the scene like so quickly Mm -hmm. it was just like he was like the biggest thing since sliced bread like three months after that came out it was fucking wild so I'm like I love that guy he makes phenomenal music he's making music traveling the world with like the sickest DJs like yeah. legends mm-hmm. like, a great little crew together yeah. and his label and yeah. sort of he's doing it right yeah you know? mm-hmm. like the whole mm-hmm. like brand. he's really created a brand exactly oh, yeah. he's on every single house and techno page if you go on like the techno pages or whatever uh, it's so many clips of michael bb i'm like i don't know if he's doing his team is doing this or what, but what we're, we're talking yesterday. about it yesterday yeah we're like who does this because i'm sure it's like yeah somewhat the team but then like some of it like how like meme pages they'll like post each other's because it's mm-hmm. like obviously it's a good meme and they're like oh shit i need content you exactly. know so, yeah like, yeah Never really know if BB performs. <laughs> yeah, uh, so they, don't even, they don't even know like what yeah. they were posting an ad or not. Like I yeah. remember, I used to run Twitter pages, and we'd post ads, but like the other Twitter pages that were scraping it to repost wouldn't even mm. re- know, and they would just like post these niche inside jokes and stuff like that, where it's just yeah, 
you know, once a couple of these pages start putting people on, where I'm sure some of it might be paid, then it just sort of spreads to everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other artists, I mean, like the Martinez, Martinez Brothers, Brothers, we yeah, love, we love them. You know, oh, and yep. that sort of that their career has been more of a slow burn. Fisher like was an early inspiration for us, yep. just because how mm-hmm. he combined content and music in a way that because a lot of the tech house sort of stuff, you know, the like the popular artists are more like you know emo kids type of thing where they don't really mm-hmm. show the reality. And he came in and really made it fun, you know. Yeah. So that was sort of interesting to us as a way because yeah. Tech House especially is a very pay your dues, you know, DJ for 10. Like mm-hmm. probably the, the biggest Tech House artist, their age is probably 10 years, 15 years older than the biggest artist in a lot of other genres. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yep. Honestly, you know, like it's not unusual to see a 50-year-old like DJ in Tech House. I don't know that many 50-year-old DJs, you know, in sort of like... Dubstep or something. Yeah, exactly. It's like a lot of kids, like future, you know, bass and all that type of stuff. Like, So it's dope that there's more longevity, but then it's also like, well, there's a very pay-your-dues culture. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And now that you guys have, you know, you're releasing songs, you're playing shows, like how is your sound developing? Like how would you describe it and what what are you going for? I tell you, I was like... (laughs) It's like, I don't know, we make a bunch of different stuff, but I'd say it's like a mixture between Jamie Jones, Daft Punk, and Disclosure. That's right? a great way to describe That's nice. like, because like we like want to make, we want to like Daft Punk's career and Disclosure's career so special because it's like they're such like great producers and like p- other people recognize that. Like even though they made mm-hmm. electronic music, like big time, like traditional artists, like, songwriters would come to them and be like hey let's make a track like let's Mm -hmm. like produce the soundtrack for tron like let's do like all these things that are like so far beyond just like releasing music like actually having like you know like purpose like beyond fucking just shows like movies that's the coolest thing like scoring films that's so awesome like Mm -hmm. working with like Grammy nominated artists like Daft Punk did Nile Rodgers. Like, no, I mean, that's mm-hmm. the to be able, yeah, yeah. Pharrell, to be able to do that stuff. I feel like that's like so cool, like to be mm-hmm. a part of like culture yeah. like that. And then just sort of their music, like generally, it's like it's not even the tech house that you're hearing right now. It's almost like experimental tech house because, yeah. you know, it is sort of one of them things where if you're just trying to chase what the current sound is, then you're going to be always behind. behind. Yeah. So yep. we're trying to yep. create, yep. you know, our unique sound where you listen to it and you're like, okay, this is a party shirt song, you know, mm-hmm. fitting somewhere within that dance genre. But, you know, it's like I wouldn't even. I think tech house isn't even the right to like it's just it just incorporates so many different things yeah. and you know again we'll make an indie rock before this so it's like you know we yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. to one sound one genre we're always like you know sort of diplo how he's sort of like grown and adapted mm-hmm. to changing sounds that's truly impressive too because it's easy to be a dj rise to the top of your genre and then mm-hmm. find it hard to get out of there because you're going to, you know, hurt your audience, lose lose a lot of fans and right. maybe embarrass yourself by having a song that doesn't really perform well, you know, so I, it's tough. But then, you you know, there's massive DJs. I don't really want to say the name where it's like they were the, mm-hmm. top, the top when that genre was big, but now that genre is out of style. You know, Screw where, it. Yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's so true. I mean, I love what Diplo's done with Higher Ground. 
for yeah, sure. And he, like cult, cultural is what I think of with him because he kind of like dips into different cultures and it's yeah. really, really cool to see the direction of his career as well. And like now that he's doing stage takeovers too at festivals, I love the curation that they have with higher ground because they're picking some pretty cool like up and coming house artists there as well. Um, yeah, so that was definitely a good example. Self-title one was so good. And it was like experimental yeah. too. Like it was like experimental tech house, sort of Rufus to Soul-esque. And mm-hmm. that was very cool what he's doing. And I then just before it. that, he released a country album. So it's yeah, like, I love that he can sort of do. It's true. Of, I love it. Uh, the country is the only one where I'm like, uh, I don't know if I can do it. I know you all love I'll try. I'm like a music Party. lover, like period. But yeah, yeah, no, there's ways it can be done. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, I want to chat about where social media plays into this because I'm super interested, obviously, to hear your take on it. But I guess just to go back to where TikTok started, like you said, that's something like music came first and then that came about. But what what was the conversation like when you first decided to start the page and start creating content? Well, we were promoting a song and we were like, at the time we were like, okay, like TikTok is like the biggest app right now. It's so popular. Mm-hmm. So like, if like we can like promote a song properly on TikTok mm-hmm. and then like we did and it, it blew up, it did really well. And then it got us like a small following of like 5k. And we were like, well, we like, we had made like SNL type comedy sketches before just because we liked making content like that. So we were like, I mean, we already make content. And this app is only growing. So we should probably, let's just keep making mm-hmm. content simultaneously just to build like another social platform, I guess. And just have another like line to, you know, mm-hmm. cause it's like, I feel like it's just like your music and Instagram these days, you know, for like artists. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, like, let's just have something like on TikTok, you know? And then like, yeah, you know, the rest is this. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I mean, it's just, you know, a lot of, DJs were probably hesitant to join TikTok. They're like, that's a kid's dancing app. And now you see more mm-hmm. and more. Because it's just like how forms of communication and media change. Like there was MySpace and Facebook and then Instagram. Mm-hmm. Now it's TikTok. Like, and you don't want to be the last person on any of these platforms because there's so many, right. like there's so many big DJs that grew out of, you know, Instagram, you know, mm-hmm. and like they won't, you know, people won't want to put their hand up and say it. But like a lot of these viral videos, like we're talking about, you know, mm-hmm. like, even Michael Beebe, I don't know if he would have grown as fast if there wasn't Instagram. Maybe that's why before, mm-hmm. especially in house and tech house, you know, it was a slower burn because there wasn't a way for them to have a great set or a great song and really have that viral moment where they start getting known. Sure. I mean, Fisher is probably the biggest example of someone who blew up because of his content. Great music as well, but, you know, it was sort of his personality where you go to mm-hmm. him because, you know, you're going to get a performance. Yeah. And so, you know, I hope, you know, now that we're refocusing back on the music, we're hoping that TikTok can sort of do the same for us and show that, hey, you know, there's the, the faces behind the, the tracks and the music. Yeah, for sure. And there's this conversation happening right now as well, where I think it was like Halsey made a TikTok. I don't know if you guys saw that, where she was like, the record label is like forcing me to make oh, X yeah. amount of TikToks to release a song. Like, have you guys experienced anything like that? Or do you still feel like you're just making content like that you still want to make on your own? I mean, that whole thing, it's like, you know, number one, is she telling the truth or not? I don't right. know. Like, <laughs> yeah. that and they like put their like manager on speaker. I'm like, like really like yeah. you in a relationship with this person after you post this like i just that doesn't right. feel authentic to me but let's just say it is yeah. true so you know they're complaining that they have to promote their music 
And because that's mm-hmm. all TikTok is a new way to promote music. Like before, were they crying about having to do interviews and PR and appear on this totally. radio show? Yeah. Why is TikTok looked down upon? Where it's like, I, I can't do that. But, you know, put me on it. Mm-hmm. Like, I would, if as an artist, I would rather make 10 TikToks than travel. Yeah. The country I was just going to say. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. You got to make a few TikToks to make millions. Now, I do understand yeah. Yeah. You're an artist <laughs> and this and that. But at the end of the day, yeah, like, you mm-hmm. make millions from it. You entered a, you know, into this record label contract or whatever. It's, it's not mm-hmm. like you're not getting anything from it. At the end of the day, look, you don't, you know, don't be with a label and you can release whenever you want. That's it. It's as simple as that. Great. We're not with a label and we yeah. can do what we want. Mm-hmm. It's like even yeah. in EDM, a lot of it's just like single track deals. Unless mm-hmm. you, know, I don't know. It's yeah, a lot yeah. of the time, you know, like you have a song they hear and they're like, all right, let's just sign this song. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, like oh like a five track deal exactly yeah no that's so true I mean I think I I come from a similar place as you guys where it's like social media has changed my life and like was able to quit a job and and do this like pretty much full-time and so when I see other artists taking advantage like John Summit always comes to mind like he's fucking entertaining as shit and I love that he's so active like I've literally he's like re- responds and like as a fan too I love when people are like interactive and then you see some artists saying like that social media is a bad thing and they they don't want to be that active and I'm like I feel like it could only help amplify things if you are active yeah. on it. I don't know that's my opinion no, I, I, <laughs> agree. I mean it's just you've yeah. always got sort of lag as in technology adaption and mm-hmm. you know it's like yeah, if you sort of feel like, you know, you like, let's just say you blew up on something else and then there's this new, you know, behemoth and you sort of laid to it, you're going to be like, oh, well, I don't want to do that. that that's, you know, childish and this mm-hmm. and that. But yeah, if, if you're smart, you'll sort of adapt and just realize it's just another promotion vehicle to get your music yeah. out there. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, what does your day look like now? Like, because obviously you have a lot of different things going on. Is there <laughs> even a typical day? There isn't. I mean, yeah, there's yeah. no there. It's just so like... <laughs> I don't know. Like one day we'll go to a retirement home to play a show. One day we'll have <laughs> Eddie Blanco over doing a factory yeah. gap or like try or Dylan Francis. No, and it's That's just so funny. like a music yeah. or you know, uh, some days in there we chill. It's just all like yeah. And then there's no time schedule, right? Like we could be working till mm-hmm. you know midnight some nights and other days it finishes at three, and it's just all sort mm-hmm. of and yeah. Yeah. Do you uh, prefer to work a certain way though? Like, are you guys, do you like to have like a filming day or do you feel like you kind of just post on TikTok or film when you want to? Like filming days, we'll tell our filmer like, Hey, come over tomorrow and we'll like knock some content out. So we've been, okay. yeah. I mean, for the most part, it's like, cause a lot of the time too, we'll just like think of something spur of the moment and we'll be like, Hey, let's, let's film this tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. yeah. That's not, you know, it is sort of as the ideas come and especially cause with TikTok, a lot of it's so timely and topical that like, if you mm-hmm. like, it sort of doesn't hit the same, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I think as we get older, we'll probably be more regimented and all this, but right now it's just all you got to take the opportunities as they come and sort of, you know, you can't be too uh, rigid. Yeah, for sure. And what would you say to somebody? Because I, I get so much like input on TikTok and people are like telling you how to, how to blow up or how to go viral and all these things. Like as a creator myself, I'm on a lot of platforms and I found that I've grown like slowly and steadily. But do you guys recommend like going all fucking in on TikTok? And like you hear people say post three to four times a day. Like, do you think that's a valid response? 
I mean, at the start, we were posting six times a day, sometimes more. So, Ooh. yeah, you know, I think the platform has changed too, and it, it's got a bit more saturated. So it's probably not mm-hmm. as easy to grow these days. And you know, maybe there's some fatigue, right? And obviously, mm-hmm. it's not as popular as it was when everyone was home. So it's, it's yeah. like I can't say do that and expect the same results. But I think mm-hmm. TikTok is a platform that rewards volume and that you know it doesn't hurt to post more. I mean, after yeah. a certain point, probably 20, you know, sure. But yeah. like, <laughs> consistency too. And yeah, just like, exactly. you know, they learn your schedule. They know when they should be checking your page. Like, mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, if you just keep posting, it's going to take, like, I can't tell you when, you know, yeah. but it's going to take off, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think I love that you guys have series as well. Like, would you say the series kind of changed things for you? Because I know- like having kind of a yeah a series in mind too people like relate you to that no because people are going to follow you for your next video not the one they just mm-hmm. like so you yeah. gotta like, give like hey if you like this there's more of this but if it's just a funny viral video it could get 10 million views and you might only get a few thousand followers because it's like what are they following for mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. if they just see this what they're going to be like that's a one-off funny viral clip mm-hmm. you know short, but like you know what's the future award to follow this person Right. What's the follow up to that? Yeah, exactly. What have been some of the biggest like opportunities that have come out of growing on TikTok in the last few years? We did this My Humps remix. Yeah. So that was like sick to get an official remix for like Black Oak. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. we've been sitting on that remix for so long and then it just all sort of came together. That was dope. I mean, we've been on, you know, Access Daily. Yeah, with Mario Lopez. We've worked with some great brands too, like Dream. We've never done a collab where we didn't dig the brand, you know. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, some of the tourists, it's just all, like, this is so much going. It's just hard to say. (laughs) Coming out now and, you know, just, there's been some awesome stuff, honestly. Mm -hmm. How do you feel that? now because I'm sure like obviously a lot of people want to work with you and you want to be able to focus on your music as well so what like feels good to you guys right now and how do you decide like who you're going to partner with or if you're going to collaborate with somebody musically honestly we just hang out with them like yeah like if we vibe with them and we're like let's do something fun because it's so like tough Mm -hmm. like being put in like forced into a situation you like have to like figure out work and like a friendship at the same Mm -hmm. time you know Mm-hmm. So it's like, I love just like, whenever people are like, oh, I want to like, have you, like, you guys should work on stuff. I'm like, I always am like, I want to hang out with them first and just like know them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Feel makes the energy it, out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It makes it easier. After. Good point. I mean, and on the flip side of things too, obviously, like you said, it could be a little bit harder to grow now, but what have been some of the challenges that you guys have kind of faced in the last few years, just with growing such a huge social media presence? Yeah, one of the things that we're going to be up against now is that people are going to be like, well, they're just TikTok and yeah. trying to be DJs. You know, they mm-hmm. blew up TikTok and they're just trying to find a way to capitalize on that, like some TikTokers have done in music and acting and all mm-hmm. that. And it's like, look, we were doing music literally for, you know, four years. Oh, well, yeah. I've been even longer, but Party Shirt mm-hmm. had been there for four years right. before we even like had any success on TikTok. Mm-hmm. So, 
and then that and still now we have this massive following but it's still a struggle to promote the music right because people know us for our certain type of content so it really is like we're starting again like people think Mm -hmm. okay well now they've just got it handed to them and they can do whatever and they can put out you know Mm -hmm. quality product and barely do nothing and just you know they're going to have thousands of people come and it's really not like that at all um so it's going to be a tough we're going to we're going to be successful with music, be successful DJs. It's going to be a long road. Yeah. A hung, mm-hmm. hard, long road. We're going to get there. People are going to say, of course they did. Well, they had 20 million followers. It was just easy for them, you know? So it's like, going to watch mm-hmm. that story. Everyone's going to be like, no, no, no. It's not. <laughs> After the shows now and you will see that we have a long road. Exactly. But, you know, so it's up against sort of number one, the stigma of our oh, TikTok is trying to be DJs. And then, mm-hmm. you know, at the same time battling, well, of course they're going to be successful because they're, you know, and it's like. Sure, sure. It's not, yeah, like just come, mm-hmm. come see us now so you can see for yourself that yeah. when we have when we're headline in the festivals, it wasn't always like that, regardless of the 20 million followers. Yeah, I, I think you guys will be, you can tell when people are authentic and where your intentions are. At, and that's what I always tell myself at the end of the day. I'm like, you know, your intentions. And if that's like what you're projecting in the world, like you're going to get the energy back to you. So yeah, I, I have no doubt in my mind. I mean, I've, I'm not calling any festivals out, but I've seen events, you know, take, time slots away from artists and put like branded segments in their stages like that to me is like pushing it pushing like the line with everything okay. but no I mean you're throwing freaking shows at retirement homes it's like it's gonna be a fucking good time I know <laughs> yeah, that's on a journey what is one of your shows like like if nobody's ever been like what what would how would you describe a live experience for you guys they're fun I mean we're just like yeah they're really fun obviously we play tech house but it's like we also love like we'll like throw in like some random like 90s banger too, like just like EDM, mm-hmm. straight like real house music or just like some like maybe like a DNB song and just like and then we're always such just like we're very animated up there. Not like crazy animated, but like yeah. right. we're fun guy on all the Instagram yeah. pages. But yeah. <laughs> and yeah, like what you said, so throw in disco and this and that. So yeah. it's like you know, no no sets ever the same. We never have a set list going into anything. We just yeah. sort of play to the crowd and, and feel out sort of the vibe of the room and all that. And, you know, mm-hmm. with everyone to have a great time. And and hopefully they, you know, like I've said, we'll find some, you know, we'll mix mm-hmm. some classic tracks with some, you know, lesser known ones with some, you know, popular stuff. You know, it's just all mm-hmm. it's really like very, yeah, just a mix of everything. Have a good time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. Wait, so who are, so where are some like places you want to play, whether it's like either just venues or festivals or like you said, Ibiza, something like that? I mean, DC 10 and Ibiza would be insane. Printworks would be insane. I want to go to Printworks so bad. Um, I forgot there's this massive festival in Italy. It's like under a bridge or something. I forgot there's always six clips from that, but. Oh, that'd be sick. But it's. Always obviously thinking. oh brooklyn mirage would be insane i want to go there so bad uh um, i was there last weekend it's that's like my venue that's what i go to yeah i went to chris lake yeah i just saw um honestly i'm not even this is not being dramatic chris lake's show this past weekend was the best music i've ever seen period it was fucking fantastic it was just the sickest thing ever it's yeah it's insane the it new the cool 
I've just never seen, I mean, Chris Lake's visuals, like we're pretty, that was the first show I went to. What, what am I going to next? Oh, the Elro show is coming up this summer I, at the Brooklyn oh, Mirage. The Elro ones are always so That's cool. Yeah. Like, we yeah. We love Elro. Um, yeah. They're amazing. Yeah. They're awesome. So yeah. I have that one coming up. I'm trying to think what else is this summer. Laney. I'm a big Laney fan. He's not at the Mirage, but. Yeah. We saw Laney yeah. for a bit at Coachella. Love Laney. Mm-hmm. he's great I mean I think it's interesting too to see some of these artists who create these experiences because I know like at his shows he does like the this never happened theme where you can't like record anything so they oh, like cover your camera when you go in that's so cool yeah. That's yeah so it's like you have to be fully present he doesn't want any like recording or cameras at his shows I love that that's really yeah cool. so it's like you how can you get like creative or like whatever feels good to you like create that experience. Like Elro to me is just so, so over the top. It's cool to see them bringing it to the States now too. Cause that's a yeah. Spanish brand. So exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, doing stuff in Vegas and all that. So that's always good yeah. to say. But I mean, yeah, we want to play like the Shrine. We want to play Coachella. Yeah. You know, we want to play, have a residency in Vegas at some point. You know, yeah. we want to mm-hmm. like all just the sort of traditional things that, you know, when you sort of get started, like you just love to play. And I mean, there's more and more, I feel like tech has, I forgot the name of the one in San Francisco in September. It's like Port Alar or something like that. But they got like Chemical Brothers playing. They got, mm-hmm. you know, Peggy Goo. They got Lane 8s playing too. They just got some really great sort of, you know, electronic mm-hmm. acts that, you know, yeah, it's going to be dope. But yeah. Have you guys been to, Um, if, I went to the first one last year, but ARC Music Festival is like the new house in techno. Oh, Oh. festival in chicago it's labor day weekend i'm going back for the second time this year but check out their lineup too it's oh no we'll be there next yeah, year chicago yeah yeah i mean yeah. movement mm-hmm. last weekend or the weekend before yeah, like yeah. Sick. so yeah no it's it's growing it's i mean like this house music like i've we've spoken about it on the podcast before but it's not even like a return or like a resurgence maybe that's the right word but just oh, it's really really cool to see like all of these subgenres of house music just like absolutely yeah. popping off right now i love it but yeah you know, it's it's incredible i know we need more but and any any tips or advice for like upcoming djs or producers it's it's an 80 percent a mental battle you gotta like you just gotta do it you just gotta show up even like it's like some days you'll just like get into the studio and you'll just make complete shit but it's like at least you were there and it's like hey you just go mm-hmm. back the next day hoping that something happens and it will yeah it's okay. like you know like I always tell this someone it's like making music is literally like telling a painter like here's a blank canvas just paint me a masterpiece yeah. right now and they're like <laughs> all right well like I need some sort of like inspiration you know so it's like you just kind of like fuck around with shit mm-hmm. and then hopefully you get a good idea and you can really develop it. Yeah. Do you guys like to work on a song? Like, do you typically work on a song for a really long time or do you have some of those days where you like knock something out super quick? I, I just Like I, I went to lightning in a bottle and I love going there. Cause all oh, you always come back and just like make such good music. Like the week up literally like came back, made a fucking banger and like, 40 minutes like I was like oh, nice shit. like okay yeah, like, some songs take and a some minute. take a minute yeah like yeah just like just depends I, I feel like the quicker you get your idea out typically the better I feel like you get the idea across because it's like so mm. fresh and like the longer it takes you kind of almost forget what like the original idea was you know mm-hmm 
I can imagine too, if you like listen to something for months on end that you'd get sick of it, <laughs> you'd just be over it at some point. Half of it. I'm just like, fuck, I want to stop listening to this. I like, <laughs> it's so funny too. Cause like I'm going to lightning in a bottle and I'm like at the base stage and I'm like, these sick fucks are in the studio <laughs> listening to this for seven hours some days. I'm like, dude, just yeah, like I'm making like crazy, like just wild stuff. I'm like, these guys are sickos right yeah. here. <laughs> I can't even imagine the other studios. No, there's this, I, I don't know if you guys know Murata. I think he's, he's like maybe 17 or 18. I could be wrong. He's really young. And it's like the heaviest bass music you could ever imagine like it's like devil music to me I can't do it but I I say and then he's like up there on stage and he's just like this little like kid in my eyes and you're like what the fuck is going on here yeah it's it's bass music is a whole whole another genre and world I love it at sometimes but I can't can't do it all the time don't catch me in a mosh pit (laughs) it's too much uh, well, I have basically like one or two last questions for you, but outside of music and creating content, is there anything like people wouldn't expect you to be into or any other like hobbies or things that like really gets you excited that you guys do? We like, we love fashion. Like yes. we love thrifting. We love, like, we just love clothes. Like you should see our closets. We have like so yeah. much <laughs> wild, like we go thrifting every weekend, like go to the flea markets um what else what's the key to thrifting i don't think i've ever been thrifting honestly before. patience you gotta go there yeah <laughs> you gotta really like you gotta look through every like if you want to find good stuff like obviously mm-hmm. sometimes you get lucky where it's like the first shirt you pull like it's a cool one and you love it but it's like mm-hmm. you want to get good stuff you really yeah. gotta look through the racks yeah you got it okay okay do you find that stores are like boosting up prices now and things like that because more people are into it or definitely at least for the vintage stuff like yeah when we went to the rose bowl flea market it was like you couldn't find a t-shirt like under 300 dollars. it was actually like ridiculous i was like what the fuck like yeah yeah, no 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 that's a festival ticket i'm like okay (laughs) that's a car payment that's wild yeah the the good vintage stuff like the rare ones have gone just through them yeah yeah. yeah oh that's great no i'll have to go i mean obviously in new york there's probably so many definitely yeah new jersey i'm not that sure about <laughs> i'd have to check yeah, that out but yeah thrifting okay cool very interesting and last question for you guys what is the big vision what is next what are the goals years from now just keep on release right now i mean yeah. just keep on releasing promoting the music putting that at the front of everything and then yeah i mean the big vision is like be one of the you know legendary house acts and like i mean a daft punk yeah type of act you know i'm not gonna say we're gonna have the same exact career as them we've sort of gone Mm -hmm. but like that level of cultural impact is really what we you know envision to have yeah not just in the house scene but the music scene in general or just sort of culture Mm -hmm. that's combining with music and fashion and sort of what we do in entertainment and food and everything like as cliche as that sounds you know that sort of Kanye West type of encompassing Mm -hmm. cultural relevance and you know effect I love it well I mean literally like just take a moment and look at what you've done 
in such a short amount of time. I don't know if you guys do you ever pause to think about it or you just like go, 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 go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everything still feels so normal to us. It does. Like, yeah. yeah, that's a good thing. That's good. It's really different. We still live in the same apartment. Like we, mm-hmm. we, we kind of sleep in now. That's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And start work whenever yeah. we like, Fle- flexibility good. that's and, the difference uh, right yeah work yeah um, I'm, like i said it's super inspiring i think you guys are fucking awesome i love what you're doing and i hope to catch a show yeah i guess yeah where are you playing or like is there where can people go to one connect with you and two find out about like new music upcoming yeah. shows all that on instagram's probably the best spot at party shirt on instagram we're always posting updates and letting you know when shows are you can also check us out on tiktok but if you're looking for updates around music and shows and all that instagram's probably the yeah. best place for right now or go to partyshirt.com um and then there'll be there's some updates on there as we release music and upcoming shows and you can buy tickets to see us at wonderfront there Awesome. Thank you guys so much. I can't wait to see you playing Coachella one year. <laughs> oh, yeah, you'll, you'll be there front side. Oh, fuck yes. Uh, X Ivy, thank you guys so much. Everybody else hang tight and I'll be back with some news. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Party Shirt. Again, it was so awesome to meet them. Super humble guys. And it's just like, it just blows my mind what they've been able to build in a couple of years. And it also just goes to show like, even though you have this massive audience, like there's still so much they want to do, so much they want to accomplish. They're dreaming really big. Um, so I'm super excited to see where their music career goes next because if they've had this much success with their content, like I have no doubt in my mind that they're going to like absolutely pop off with their music. So go support them. Go stream their new music. Um, give them a follow on TikTok, Instagram, do all the things. I'm going to have links to all of their profiles down below. Um, so tell them Rave Culture Cast sent you. But um, yeah, super excited. Hopefully I'll get to see them live soon. Uh, with that being said, guys, let's dive into our Rave Culture Cast recap. I do have quite a bit of things here for you, but let's like knock out some lineups here first. So we do have the Project Project Glow Philly lineup. Um, again, this is only the second iteration. We had Project Glow in D.C. Um, in April, which was great. I have my vlogs up on my YouTube channel. It was a really good time. So now it's going to Philly. It's a two-day event. I am selling tickets through Insomniac. So if you guys want to use my affiliate link, feel free to use um, the link down in the show notes. But I mean, really, really fire lineup. We've got Allison in Wonderland on here. We've, we're going to have a special back-to-back with A-Track. Black Tiger Sex Machine, that's a big one. Uh, the Dom Dalla back-to-back Green Velvet, very appealing to me. Um, we've got my girl Honey Love, Elenium is on here, Jai Wolf, Said the Sky, Martin Garrix, um, Tin Liquor, I'm super pumped about, Choi Boy, Zomboy, so I think this is a really solid lineup. Um, Firefly also dropped their lineup. Um, I think this is the September 22nd through the 25th. Uh, this is a camping festival in Delaware, so all my East Coasters, this is a good one. This is a multi-genre festival, which is pretty cool. I, I'm not able to go this year because I have a friend's wedding this weekend, but I still haven't been out to Firefly, and I do want to try it at some point because um, I feel like this was one of those events that even when I was like in college and right out of college, a lot of people would go to this because I'm in New Jersey, so I'm so close to it. Hopefully it will happen someday, but the headliners um, are Halsey, my Chemical Romance, Green Day, and Dua Lipa. Honestly, fire. Outside of EDM, those are all headliners I would want to see. Um, and then let's see who we have here dance music-wise. You've got Zed and Porter Robinson. Guys, Avril Lavigne is on this lineup. I would actually die. <laughs> uh, Griffin and Seven Lions, fire. You've got Rainbow Kitten Surprise, All Time Low. Easily one of my favorite artists of all time um who else do we have on here cold war kids 
we have girl talk which if some of you have been around for a minute girl talk was the first dj i ever saw live um really in college like he he would just do these like crazy mashups and mixes and it was always like the most wild party and he did like college tours so that was the first like dj i honestly ever ever saw in college so that's wild that he's on here. You also have San Holo, Ella Stream, Loud Luxury, John Summit, and Elderbrook. I didn't even look at this lineup. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. Um, Wax Motif is on here. Clooney. This is really, really good. Phantoms, Shipwreck, Whipped Cream, Lucy. So you still have bass music in here too, which is pretty solid. Um, Vanessa and Rekno. Who else do we have? Uh, I think that's it. There's a lot of names I don't know. Oh, Zingara is on here. We're going to talk about her in a second. We love her. Wednesday, Tsunami. I, I don't know if it's Cosmalia or Cosmalia. I think that's what it is. So I honestly think this lineup's pretty fire. Not going to lie. If I could go, I would. Um, in other news, we have the Groove Cruise Las Vegas lineup. So this is happening the same weekend as Forest, June 24th through the 26th. Um, so this is sort of like a road to Groove Cruise kind of thing. Um, Jeffrey Satorius is headlining it with special guest Gene Farris. But you've got some staple artists that you'll see on Groove Cruise, which is pretty cool. Um, so that's going to be taking place in Vegas. And then some other announcements. More Kismet has their debut album dropping on June 24th um, called Universe, which is amazing. Uh, so we want to support them. Go download that album. Very excited for all of their success. And then I wanted to announce Excision's scholarship winners because this I mentioned this in the podcast earlier, but um, yeah, they came together and they had this basically like a contest um, where they would be giving each artist $10,000 um, along with a whole bunch of other sponsored products and things like that. So they did announce the 10, I think it's 10. I'm pretty sure it's 10. So um, we have, and I don't know all these artists, some of them I do, but we have ZZ is one of the artists, I think. Oh gosh, I hope I don't butcher these names. This one looks like Jasmine. We have Vastive, I believe. Yeah, Vastive. Danny Demand is the next one. Then we have, oh gosh, I'm going to say, oh no, <laughs> RZRKT. I don't know why I can't read that name right now. Sorry, guys. Uh, we have Green Matter. Green Matter, I've heard of her before. Um, the Arcturians. Our girl Zingara is one of the winners, which literally made me scream out loud when I saw her name. We had her on the podcast. Um, she's a rising star, seriously. So to see her win this was really fucking cool. Um, Mike Shift is the next one. And then 100 Drums, which I actually was also super pumped to see her um, because I've kind of been following her like musical journey in the last few months and have been seeing her name pop up a lot. So I think we're going to see a lot more 100 drums as well. I've seen her name on a lot of lineups as of recently as well. So congratulations to all the winners. Super exciting. I think that's going to be a big, big deal in their careers. Um, okay. And then the last two things I have for you guys, Voodoo Festival um, did just post that they are not going to be taking place this year. So this is a music and arts festival that takes place in New Orleans. Um, usually Halloween weekend and it's normally like a multi-genre festival I've honestly looked into doing this at one point um, but they said they are going to be taking a pause in 2022 uh, and that was over on the festive owl who reported that and then last but certainly not least I got a shout out Elro because uh, we have the Elro like summer bash which is like the biggest weekend it's so insane uh, at the Brooklyn Mirage 
So I went last year. I think that was my first Elro experience was last July. And it was one of the wildest things I've ever seen. Then I went to, they do a show almost like every quarter. So I went to the winter show. I went to the Elro tent at Arc Music Festival. And then Elro just did the, a two-day event in the spring, which was really cool. So this is the summer festival. I cannot recommend it more. The summer one was my favorite out of all of them just because of what they like, how they transformed the Mirage and Avant Gardner. So the theme is the Far Row West. So it's kind of like this Wild West theme, which is pretty cool. It is two stages, 10 plus hours. They did just announce they're going from sunset to sunrise. So literally 10 plus hours of music. Absolutely insane. It's going to be on Saturday, July 23rd. Tickets are going to sell out for this. So I highly recommend getting them. And then the lineup so we have special guest Paco Asona going to be incredible we have Clooney Francis Mercier Frankie Rosardo Honey Love Jean-Pierre back-to-back Tony Varga Casey Lights Love and Logic Martin Eichen back-to-back Joshua mind blown Mason Collective Melee I don't think I've seen Melee yet I'm very excited Nez and then Shermanology special sunset set with more to be announced 100% going I better see you guys there go get your tickets um that's probably gonna be like the show of summer so I think that's everything I have for you guys this week um again cannot thank you enough for being a part of this audience thank you for listening to the end of the episodes um if you are enjoying rave culture cast I say it every week but the best thing you can do is like make this your Instagram story and tag us at rave culture cast come join our community Like I said, the Facebook group and Discord got in on, you know, being a part of our nickname contest. I always want to give back to you guys and do giveaways and things like that. I'm thinking of some more stuff as we speak. So definitely become a part of our community and and come have conversations with us. Uh, What else is going on? You guys know the drill, rate, review, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And of course, all the links from today's sponsors are down below. So thank you guys so much for listening. Go stream Party Shirt. Go listen to their music. And uh, I will see you next Wednesday with a new episode. Bye, guys.